Adi Changu Lockdown Podcast with Sean. Hello. Chris. Hello. Rima. Hey. And Felix. After how it's many... It's a shut up. It's, um, uh, um, it's the sixth time we're doing that. After uh, how super many... Shut the fuck up. I said it's my 30 minutes. No, wait. Shut up, wait, Chris. Wait, it's wait, my 30 wait. minutes. We haven't started yet. We haven't started yet. We haven't started yet. With the segment. How, after how many times you're gonna stop saying ever? Like you said, it's the first ever, and now you, it's the sixth ever. Like if we 12. do it, after 12, 12, it's not ever anymore. 12. All right, cool. So, Sean, since you are Hello. the most professional of, of us. Yes. I think it's about to fall down on me. Explain the new concept. So to all our listeners here, we've had a blast these past five episodes. And now we want to try something new to have even more of a blast without the necessity of us all farting at the same time. <laughs> That's very well said. And um, what we're going to do is the following. We are going to have three topics that last 30 minutes each. So um, uh, they will just be continuous. So first block of 30 minutes. Okay, you're boring. So Felix, what we're going to do? All right. Um... <laughs> Everyone has uh, 30 minutes to curate a topic, and I start in three, two, one, now. So the first topic that we're going to talk about today, and where you go, podcast, and you can, on Facebook Live, you can ask questions um, to anything we're talking about. And we've got a woman here, Rima, so if you want to see her big old uh, cheeks, then um, just ask, and I'll put the camera a little bit closer. So here's the topic what I want to talk about. So this whole corona, like I don't want to get into um, sort of like the the bullshit around it. uh, But one thing that is interesting because now there's um, like I saw Vice was making some. Do you know Vice? Vice Media is this Mm -hmm. hipster liberal. I don't know what they are. uh, uh, I'm sure everyone is know about uh, is aware of them, and that did this mini doku of like some reporter I think it was Vice or some other uh, news hipster outlet like that and they did this mini um, doku on a demonstration somewhere I think it was in the States or or in the Berlin I don't know it was either on my German feed or on American but it doesn't matter so what happened was the people demonstrated against not being able to or being controlled by the government whether they should stay home or not right that that is sort of a right that nothing, not even the deadly virus, should take away from them, right? And you can argue that it's stupid or not, or I don't, I don't care about it. But the interesting thing about this was that demonstrating there were people from all extreme, um, extreme political views that would never, ever do anything together. So they were hardcore lefty punks, extreme right-wingers and like extremist fundamentalists and extremist Christians. And the Doku guy was sort of really trying to um, make them all look stupid for, um, for having one, for sharing an opinion. So f- like for sharing a mindset around the topic, right? Because he's like, there's a Nazi here and you're like a, a Muslim fundamentalist. Hey, do you, um, do you know that? 
And the people are like, yeah, fuck off. Like, uh, I just here to tell um, that I don't want to have my right being taken away to, to walk around the street. So, so there's a lot of uh, interesting things about that. I want to talk to you guys what you think. So the first thing that came to my mind is that people who are extreme in any direction, left, right, or if it's cultural extreme or politically or ethnical, whatever it is, share so many more values than the people in the center. Like, because we always see the people on the far left, on the far right, as being um, the furthest away from each other. But they have a lot more in common than any of those groups with people in the middle. So this is interesting as an observation. My question to you, and uh, I want to hear to you what you guys have to say about that. And the other thing I want to, to hear uh, about is... So we all have different people in our lives who react differently to that. You know, my mom reacts to this whole corona being like, what the fuck's going on? It's just like, she's 68 and she still works as a nurse and she's like, runs out of toilet paper. And it's like, if I need toilet paper, I buy myself five toilet papers, you know? And this is all, I don't care. I'll stay at home if they want me to, but this is all stupid. And then there's people who like call you and are like, leave Bali, you will die, the whole world will end. And then there are people, like everything in between, right? Is there a correlation between, like, the people that have that one reaction, let's say an extreme fear-based reaction of wanting you to stay home in quarantine and come home to Europe with their hospitals, do they have other things in common? And do the people who are like, fuck this shit, uh, um, I, I fucking hate corona, this is all bullshit, do they have something in common? Are they all from one age group? Are they all from one political view? Are they all from... Do you know what I mean? Because, because that Doku series really showed me that... Like... Yeah, that, that maybe... Pe people have way more in common than we think. And it's not about age. It's not about gender. It's not about race or something. How really their brains function. How their worldview is. So this was my uh, little spiel. And uh, Rima, okay. what do you mean? Who wants to start? You this decide. is my thirty minutes. He's <laughs> <laughs> well, not going to make me talk at all. <laughs> I, would, I would start with the last question, moving to the first one, because well, I probably passed all the stages. Like I was locking down myself just for a few days, and um, then I was thinking, fuck, this is bullshit, this is like, this is not happening, yeah. I need just to live my normal life, like, you know, going out, seeing people and stuff. Then I'm, I don't know at what stage I am, I'm still going out, I'm still seeing the people, but it's most, well, I don't see any new people, I'm just seeing mm. few people that I know. And, and most of my friends, they were feeling probably the same. And I know even some, they were completely like, you know, calling people idiots for going out. Mm. Like if you even go to the supermarket, they were like officially on their social media saying, are you idiots? What are you doing? And then a few, few weeks later, they were, they were the same, like doing the same shit. They mm. just couldn't, couldn't stay while they were not you know, made to stay, like they locked down themselves and the opinion, opinions were changing like every two days mm. of like, I judge by myself, I know what my friends were feeling and passing through. I don't know any person that didn't change 
his or her opinion during the whole period for like let's say one month yeah that's also interesting so it was like all of us probably they were like no i'm not going out i'm just staying or even so i was thinking i was fucking sick i was like you know one day i woke up so like not even woke up it was like the whole day i felt my chest like pain in my chest i was coughing i probably had a temperature i didn't know like i was dying so i thought like fuck that's corona so then i took sean's pills that they I actually helped he's a, a dealer <laughs> many people don't know he's a Shows drug dealer skills. he's got the corona uh, medicine uh, yeah and then <laughs> hit up Sean he'll be the most the favorite uh, person up, in I, by the way the first the first dream was like you know the Hitler was alive <laughs> I woke up I was like what the fuck Sean but then you know the, the rest of the night so, so one second the, okay. the, the pills to make you sleep so basically roofies melatonin oh okay yeah roofies but when you mix them the with some version. alcohol... But like, let me um, ask you this question. Yeah. Is there... Like, it's also interesting what you just said that we all go through the arch of sort of like, okay, we're all like, okay, let's stay home. Because we, 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 we did the same. We did the same in our flat. You know, we were just like, fuck off. We just want to isolate at our... Your beautiful villa. At our multi-million dollar <laughs> villa with a pool. Um, anyway, um, so we went through the arch. But like, what's... Like... In your, the type of friends, can you sort of find similar structures in personalities, culture, background, age, uh, um, any sort of thing, and then, and then say, okay, this group is reacting like this, this group is reacting like this, or is it a crazy mix? It's a crazy mix. Mm. Well, and sometimes, like, you actually, well, for me, I, dis I actually discovered that some, the people I saw were emotionally stable. Mm. At the end, they were completely not stable. Mm. And those who were kind of like, you know, he's not going to make it, or she, well, through all this. And the people were actually fine. Like, yeah. they didn't give a shit. And also, what I noticed, the people probably with less education or less responsibilities in their life, even like family-wise, job-wise, they care less like they at some point they will not the care less they, well of course if you have small kids they don't panic they, they don't, don't panic so much well they panic about themselves but they don't panic about you know people around yeah. they don't panic about their future actually because their future won't change significantly no but that's the thing you know because they they're losing because I mean. they're losers so if the world is changing they have good possibility that it's going to be better for them i think I think like people with a lot of people who like to accumulate things, they panic a lot more because that's sort of their structure they hold on to. But if you don't accumulate a lot of material, then you're a lot more free in your sort of how to deal with things. But anyway, back to my original question, if you remember, Sean, yeah. what is your, what is your uh, opinion? On where I am. No, what are the whole... Did you listen to the introduction or were you thinking about... He was about, sleeping, yeah. I, did you I think just, about the, the I, girl? The, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I for sure listened, but I'm, I'm just curious, like, what's the, the core of the question? The core of the question. So, do you see a correlation of uh, gender, culture, background, political view, yeah. and their reaction to the coronavirus? 
I guess because I do. I, I, I gave the example of this documentary going to the demonstration and there's like all these extremists. Yeah. And they're all together in one boat now. I, I think I'm in the boat. I, I, I have, it's not about you. I, it's I, about yeah, yeah, like I, know, I, know two, I know two different thoughts. Three. Mm. Three. Oh my God. Uh, and I think it's a three lot thoughts. about uh, the location where people are and how they've been influenced. Because mm. I know a guy in the States and he's posting memes about the, how the dumb fucks who, who think there should be less strict. Also, depends where in the States, you know. Yeah, some yeah. Some more factored and some less. Yeah, that's a good, uh, a good point. I don't know. I think, I think it has to do with probably intelligence as well. Like the 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 more extreme black and white people are probably. You're less so racist. Oh, the blacks no, 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 and the whites. No, no, no. Let it finish. So what? <laughs> yeah, the, the they will be more inclined to be extreme about their opinion because they're like, ah, I have it. It is black and white. This is the answer, and everyone who does not adhere to this is a fucking cunt and they're destroying people's lives so do you think you know, the more intelligent and the more educated have the more extreme views or, or i think the more the more, more open the more open-minded the more intelligent the more open-minded about what could be the case um i mean i have watched uh podcasts with people like tim ferris who is like completely isolating himself and he's a pretty intelligent guy yeah. so like it's not about the smart people, uh, only dumb people are completely isolating themselves, but it's more like the aggressiveness with which you judge other people. I think that's kind of the dumb people are more aggressive in judging other people. But I have to say, sorry for interrupting, that the opinion on what reaction to take, there's also a vast amount of opinions in the highly educated people especially like virologists and sort of like medical scientists yeah. on how to react to that so that's also quite interesting but i do agree with that the people who read the sun i don't know like this is always like the easiest way to describe them but but like i easily pushed into like extremism but yeah. that's the interesting thing that i saw in that documentary was like the, the extreme people who now because I think, okay, it's fine to go to a restaurant with your five friends or something. I wouldn't attend the 50,000 people concert at the moment just because I think it would be just a bit too much. You know, yeah. we don't know that much. But I'm not too scared to do this podcast or anything, right? But I also wouldn't go to a demonstration with 10,000 people now, you know? It would just be... And also, why? You know, like... So I, I, it, it's amazing for me that these radical groups that are so far away from each other now are sort of all of a sudden in one bound and maybe they have a maybe there is value in what they think or whatever but but it is still mind-boggling to me anyway chris you've listened almost patiently almost. what's your opinion uh, before i i answer your question i wanted to say a couple of things yeah the first one is i'm generally concerned about you because you're one of the people who... Generally or genuinely? <laughs> generally. Genuinely. And generally. Because you're one of the people who let himself go the most that I know <laughs> since the corona. I mean, before the corona, you were a solid nine. I feel now you're like a seven and a half. And it's not even the body. It's not like you're getting fatter. It's that you just... You're, you look scrawny. You look... I you don't look good. Because uh, I'm a model and now I don't have any work anymore. I don't give a fuck. But also I have to say, it's change of season, which I really... 
which I really realized. All the people in Bali that I know that are easily affected by hay fever and change of season, they're all fucking like eye swelling and nose. And, and you don't look good, man. Yeah, I don't look good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, no, no. It's this, this is not a podcast. It's actually an intervention for you. That's why I... Anyway, this is boring now for all of you. The, the question, I try to surprise you because it is a serious question. Mm. And uh, so the spectrum of the people that we have right now is on one side, there are the fear mongers, the one that uh, they're they hoarding uh, toilet paper and uh, canned food and, and they don't want to go out and there are the people for us in Bali that were telling us, oh, you have to come back home. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to come back home because in Bali everyone will die yeah. and at least uh, in Europe or in, well, in Russia, not really, in Europe we have hospitals. Yeah. So that's one end of the spectrum. On the other end of the spectrum there are the ones, and I heard that there was like, no, in this time we have to hug more because it comes from a wrong vibration of the corporation, yeah. so now we have to be more open to each other. Yeah. For me, the common thing that I can find in them... I actually knew people who went to massage circles and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, keep going. <laughs> massage circle. <laughs> well, only in Bali. Yeah. For me, <laughs> the, the common denominator of those people is that they're all fucking idiots. Like, but it's with most things, even with politics. When you take an extreme point of view, you're probably going to be wrong. Like, but but the thing is, do you Except know what? if you're Edison. Yeah, but but the thing is, like, so many so many times in history, people who got you know almost burned in their village later were the geniuses. So I do agree with that. Most most of the people, if you have a stupid extreme uh, opinion, that you're most likely to be wrong. But I would be careful because history showed us that often people with extreme views later. They were turned right. out to be. Do you know, like, imagine, imagine uh, a thousand years ago, if, if you were like an atheist in Rome or whatever, you know, or being like, you know, uh, saying like, if you're homosexual, your penis is not falling off when you're 32. Is or whatever a, people made oof. up, you know what I mean? It's sort of like these people would be extremists. Back the then. word is the the earth, earth is flat, the, that uh, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, no, but then that, that again, exactly. no, no, in the past. Exactly, yeah, maybe in the past. Or the, the, the sun goes around the, the yeah. earth. And then, and then you're like, no, 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 it's, it's actually the opposite. The earth goes around the sun. And then you're like almost killed for that opinion. True. The fact, though, is that is one of the rare moments in history when nobody knows shit. But let me ask you, let, let me go back to what you said is yeah. like this group of people who are like, this is all 5G, let's do hug circles, whatever. And then on the other hand, there's the people, Bali will burn, come home to yeah. Europe. There's like, in these two groups, is it only one type, one age, one culture, one religion? Uh, do, do you know what I mean? Like, this is my question. Do you oh, get social these... Social status? Social status, whatever. Do you get this, uh, do we get this call, like, come home, Bali? Uh, I think it's pretty spread out. And uh, the... Uh, <clears throat> And to, and to my point, the, the, this event you were talking about, the protest, shows exactly that. Because people, even if they had political views completely different, mm. or they had religion views different, they all came together. And that's one thing. I think that 
the people that went to this kind of protest are generally speaking weak, meaning that the human being wants to fit in. Yeah. And that's why religions or veganism or any kind of thing, we want to fit in because when we fit in, we feel safer. And so, because right now, the world stopped because of Corona, the easiest way to fit in is to go to one of these two extremists. Mm. Extremists. Ex extremes. Extremes. That's what I think. So, I think they're generally weak people. But I think also, like, the media loves extremism. So, the oh, yeah. media applauds extremism. So, you're not going to see the people like us who are like, okay... We're not going to whatever, like, big 100, Euro, 100 people parties, but we're also doing a podcast with four people. So we're in the middle. So I, I do think most of the people are in the middle. Oh, in absolutely. Their behavior. absolutely. But all you see on your Facebook and Instagram and uh, TV, newsfeed, because they compete for attention, is extremism. So anyway, I think I'm going to leave it there with my topic. Uh, you don't, how much? How keep much? On shut up! It's my it's my thirty minutes. <laughs> shut up! How how I want to tell Chris to shut up for another five minutes. How much? How much longer? You do got I nine have? minutes. I've got nine minutes to shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> and by the way, this was such a boring I you to topic. Shut your fucking mouth! No, it was great. Yeah, topic. Can I can I add? Well, we'll Rima wants yeah, to add. Well, yeah. uh, Talking about this, also, when it started in China, there were no protests or anything, like the government controls... Because they kill they you. Yeah. Well, there, yeah, you're in prison or whatever, yeah. so they just didn't let this spread, like, you know, this... What do you mean, the spread of the spread free of speech? Yeah. But well, actually, actually, it's good, you <laughs> know, because in, they, in China, they fixed the problem because they, they didn't give a choice. Yeah. You know, they were like, this is what we're going to do. And you either do it or you either do it. Yeah, but the thing is also, well, then you can argue, argue in, in Sweden. In Sweden, they were like, chill the fuck out, do your thing, still go to work. Yeah. In Sweden, there are four people and they're <laughs> like, and they all live two kilometers away yeah. from each other. So Maybe. But uh, did you hear about uh, Kim Jong-un that yeah, maybe is dead? The Korean one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's dead. You didn't hear about it? You think he's dead? Yeah, that's the rumor. There is, there is a that, that's the rumor that he died. And no one knows. Corona. from Corona for like a heart. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he's obese. Yeah. Eh? Like he's legitimately fat. No, ah. he, he's not even Walmart fat. He is fat for <laughs> North Korean. For yeah, North Korean, for yeah. Asians. I'm sure he drinks a bottle of vodka every night. Korean vodka. I'm sure he's not alcoholic. If if he's dead, I'll be truly Sean, can upset. you can you Google sorry. If, uh, if Kim Jong Un is an alcoholic? Yes. Um. So. Do you think the Koreans are I've gonna? Got, be I've, got nice? I've got seven. I've got seven more minutes. Right. Talk so, about yourself. What should we should we answer some fan questions? There's no um, question because because I'm gonna make shut your fucking mouth, Chris. <laughs> I'm gonna make up some fan question. Um, Susie483 uh, wants to know... If Is Sean single? Is Sean a single? Yeah, I'm single. You have to think about it, though. Okay, well, should we talk about Sean's personal life? Um, <laughs> for five minutes. Can we talk about you guys having sex for eight minutes? I I'm not having sex. Oh, mm. us? How you had sex? Uh, well, usually is when you Sean, insert the you wanna... penis inside the vagina. And I then, want to finish then... my topic, actually, before... Let, let's do this. <laughs> my topic is officially finished. Now, so, 
we uh, uh, we can we can talk some shit before we move seven on. Seven minutes of shit. Seven minutes of shit, Chris. Do you want do you want to lead that <laughs> section? Do you have a jamu? Can I get a jamu? Sure, get it. Thanks. Uh, he he was hesitating for a second. <laughs> because I told him to shut his mouth. <laughs> like I'm listening. I'm listening. How's uh nah? Let, let, does someone want to introduce their topic? Otherwise, we no. But actually, actually, we yeah. we so realized that Felix is not able at all to carry a conversation or a podcast. <laughs> this was the fucking most boring bit we ever had in six uh, episodes. I, w- I was about to say seasons for. A I think it's a great topic. I think it opens the heart for people. I think that if you want to he- listen to serious topic, you should listen it from uh, smart people, not from you. Talk to yourself, Chris. Because you look like many things, but you don't look Shut smart. Shut up, Rima. Actually. Well, I said Jamal looks weird. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Say something to now. <laughs> I know, it looks weird. Oh, Rima, yeah. we're doing a podcast. Why are you talking about Jamal? <laughs> First of all, who invited Rima? You. Did I? Let's, <laughs> let's, who's second with this topic? I am. Okay, I'll do the, I'll do the bell and then... No, uh, you don't do shit. It's my topic, motherfucker. I'm not going to try and help huh. you anymore. Now, the, please shut up because you bored everyone. So, are you ready, Sean? It's already started now. Okay. So, my topic especially during the corona time, is Tinder is gaining more and more importance in our life. Because Tinder right now is the only way to hook up. Because you cannot really go around and uh, talk to people because people are not around. Well, maybe in Bali a little bit, but not... Go to Rava there, Rava Yeah. Let me talk. Okay. Fucking Russian women, that's the problem. That's the problem. We invited her to... No, you invited her. <laughs> Fine taken, fine taken. So now I want to talk about the best possible Tinder strategy to maximize your chance of success. And I'm not shut the fuck up. And I'm not going to talk about uh, uh, how to write a girl or how to start the interaction. What I want to focus on. It's something that many people don't consider important, but actually is, which is your profile, your bio and your profile and what you should write in your profile. No. Yours is shit. But is it, is is it especially during Corona, you mean, or in general? Especially during Corona. And I would appreciate if you guys shut the fuck up. So the first thing, this is my take on it. And then I want to hear your takes on it. Well, Felix can just speculate because he doesn't have a Tinder profile. I asked my girlfriend if I'm allowed. What did she say? She said, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. So this week, actually, I did an experiment on my Tinder. So first of all, is the importance of the pictures. First of all, first advice, don't use pictures. Don't use group pictures. Group pictures are just stupid because you never know who's the person. Yeah. And usually the people who use group pictures are the ugly ones. And you do a picture next to a friend of yours who's more attractive and so the girl is going to want to date your friend and not you. Felix? Do you know what I used to do? When I was on Tinder and I saw a group picture, I was so mad at it. I had exactly the same thing. I was so angry that I didn't even look at the next pictures to try and figure out which one it was in the group picture. I just messaged 
Are you the pretty one or the ugly one <laughs> from the picture? Just That's because actually it, pretty cool. Just because it fucked me off, like. So first of all, no group pictures. Second, this is for guys. I'm talking about guys. Then Rima can oh, yeah. give us some advices for girls. Second, no pictures with sunglasses because you look like a douche. Okay? They want to see your eyes. They want to see your face. So this is the perfect ratio. The perfect ratio is at least two pictures of you doing some fun activity because you want to make the girl perceive that you're a fun guy to be with. Can One, you give an example for that? Uh, I don't know. Jumping off a cliff or canoeing or snowboarding what or are surfing. Fun, what are your fun pictures? I don't have fun pictures because I'm not a fun guy. And I, I started this, uh, this idea during the quarantine and during the quarantine. Oh, actually, I have a picture with my, with my custom bike. Yeah. Second, you have to have at least one picture with an animal. It can be a puppy. It can be a kitty. It always works. Then you have to have at least three pictures. They make you look like you have money but you don't have to show off too much. For example, you have a picture of yourself and then in the background there is a sport car. Now, it's important, do not sit on the sport car because then you're a douche again, but then you have to make the girl wonder, oh, is that his car or not? So did you sit on your custom bike or just stand in front of Yeah, but the custom bike is not wash. too, is not too rich. Yeah. So these are the, the picture. <laughs> now, as far as the bio goes, okay, in the bio, especially if you talk about a dating app, for example, there is also Bumble. And in Bumble is the girl who has to write you first. So in the bio, you have to write something that make the girl easy to take something from your bio and, and uh, interact with you. But how is that? Oh yeah, okay, so like, like an anchor. Exactly. Mm. And uh, now I'm gonna tell you the single best what would be your anchor in exactly like for example i have a couple hmm. like my uh i'm gonna skip the first sentence because i'm gonna tell you later because the is the single best sentence in tinder i am rich <laughs> exclamation mark looking for uh, the gold digger no i i wrote what i do and then in parentheses i said yes those are very different things but i'm not a one-dimensional person like most of the people in bali so fuck off and then I wrote... You wrote, fuck off. Yeah, no, not really. I, and then I wrote, I'm a black belt in GIFs. In what? GIFs. Oh, okay. And so many girls start with a GIF. And so I answer, we have a GIF word which has two positive sides. The first is that we create report. And the second is that I don't have to talk to the girl and ask her a question. I can just send her GIFs. But the single best sentence is this one. This is my first sentence and all the girls rhyme in the same. The sentence is, I send puppy pics, I don't send dick pics. And it's amazing. And it's amazing. And because you girls are so unique, all of you rhyme in the same sentence, which is, oh, that's adorable. Can you send me a puppy pic? But then, here come, shh, shut the fuck up. You're just like the other girls. I even fucked you, so this, it works on you. So, this is the genius bit. When they ask me for a puppy pig, first of all, in order to send them the puppy pig, I immediately get their number, which is already a step up. And uh, I don't send them a puppy pig. What I do is that I use the Snapchat filter, you know, the one with the snout and the puppy ears, and the send them 
a pic with the Snapchat filter of my dick. And it works like a charm. I always get a response. Genius. Now, first let's talk about the person that knows the least about this topic. Felix, what do you think would be the perfect bio for a Tinder profile? So, hi guys, uh, Felix here. And um, so I already said it uh, in between. I think the best would be to just say I'm rich exclamation mark and see like what people write. Like, I, and I, you I, with I, the money. I would just I would just want to have that as a social experiment. So if one of you could do that for the next uh, hour, oh, I'll do it. Uh, uh, Sean, please please put, pop it up. It would be interesting. Um, do you want Do you want so, me also to put a picture with me with like uh, no. five million or something? So the the question is, what would I? How would I build my Tinder profile? Yeah. I have to say, out of memories, I put up rid ridiculous pictures, like me walking with a with a wig and speedos and, an, and a two-meter umbrella or something <laughs> at the beach. Like, something that makes me look completely insane. You mean but an accurate portrayal of An accurate of portrayal of my personality. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I'm like... At the, when you start... So you wouldn't put your modeling pictures? No. That's what you do at the beginning, right? So for those who are not watching, for those who are just listening, I'm a 10. And, uh, you and, were uh, a 10 before Corona. Now you're a 7. I were a 10 uh, before Corona. And then I would put up model pics. And then you would have to go through all these bullshit conversations uh, and people find out that uh, you're crazy. But then I changed because I was like, I actually want to find someone interesting because this is interesting maybe also for me, like how long does it take you to realize how bored you get of Tinder fucks? For me, that was really quick. Yeah, you yeah. know, that was like two or three months and I'm just like, okay, this is just an unhealthy mid-market of like, Absorbing my energy, absorbing what I truly want in my life and absorbing everything that's beautiful about the game of getting to know women, right? And you go through that phase and then you're like, but still you're addicted to it because we all... It's attention. Yeah, attention, but we all want to get... When, it, when we're single, we all want to get to know someone. Yes. You know, you know that's mean? very interesting. We're going to talk to Sean just because I want you to shut up and yeah. I have that power right now. Sure. That was for you, Marta. Love you. Okay, Sean, you're actually the most active in the Tinder game between the three of us. True. And, you, and you had success recently after many years of virginity. So what's your Tinder game like? Uh, I'm pretty and lazy. Do you prefer Tinder or Bumble? I like, I like both. All right. Bumble is nice because the girls always say, Hi. And then I always say, original opener Cynthia whatever your fucking name is and and then kind of tease them so it's very easy to start the conversation in a teasing way but um, I don't know I'm, I'm rarely in the mood for it and usually it kills my mood sometimes I get on and I can be a bit funny but I'm just like I'm looking at this fucking little screen at these pictures of these girls posing like and I'm just thinking I just don't really enjoy this activity so why do you do so, it so well of course oh. i want to meet people it, do you though i can sometimes have success with it and it can be really really fun for sure like for example i use it as a 
a game app. Like I don't really want to meet new people, but I but I a game a game where all the gays are gay. (laughs) But by the way, talking about gays, I wonder how it works in Bumble for gay people, because Bumble works this way that the woman has to write first. You cannot write a woman first. Yeah. So with gay people, how does it work? No, I I think that for gay people it works like this. If you're the one who writes first, you're gonna get fucked. I think that's how it works. If, if you if you write first, then you're you're the get, bottom. You're you're the bottom. Fucked. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Maybe that's the thing. I think that could that that can work. And Rima, uh, you told me a few days ago that you ran out of men in Tinder. It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah, sorry, that you ran out of men. So, on Tinder. Yeah. yeah really. But there. Tinder's huge. Yeah, but <laughs> how how do you? Can I see your right thumb, please? Like how how muscly is your? It, it has callos on it. But no, I do it with this. Yeah. That's so Russian. <laughs> that is so. I know one Russian, and she also like does like this. No. So what did no. you put in your profile? Uh. Well, I said that. Um, first of all, my height. Not first of all. It was last. Oh, time. your height. Yeah. Yeah. So, I said that I'm living in Bali. I'm working in Bali. Do not disturb me. Uh, kind of thing. <laughs> Do not disturb me. That's why you run out of men on Tinder because they were like, okay, and they swapped left. Well, did you really have the sentence "Do not disturb no, me"? No, not like "Do not disturb me," but in a nice way. I mean, like, uh, I don't really have time for you. Uh, well, I, I basically I never have time for this, but. Well, now I do, but... I if don't you don't have time for this, but you run out of money, run out of money means that well, you swiped just, hundreds of times. Well, I, I, well, you actually, there are settings that you can, you know, okay. so probably it was this very... Oh, so you put like between 60 and 61 year old. Yeah, that, that's, that's my... One kilometer away. My, my favorite age. And, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, I don't know. And it was the same story in Bumble. So I kind of gave up on, on, but no, basically, well, yeah. You gave up on men or you gave I up on... I gave up on this shit, I mean, choosing... So you're finding men outside? No, I'm just, you know... You're desperate, that's what you're saying. No, I just don't care. Well, why, why are you, you know, interviewing me in this way? Like, uh, I already told you. Like, yes, Chris, why are you interviewing <laughs> me in this way? <laughs> so... No, well, my, my, well, talking about pictures. Okay. Um, I don't know, it's, uh, well, basically, I don't use makeup, and they are all natural. That, that's, that's why people Can we swipe. see your Tinder profile? Yeah. Okay. So, about pictures, I actually I have... About I'll, pictures. I'll describe it, I'll describe okay. it, yeah. if she shows about, it. One second. About pictures, this is my theory about women's picture. Because women's picture have really... Only two kinds of pictures that women put mostly. The picture of their face and the picture of their asses. That's it. There's only two kinds of pictures that put. And the picture of the face sometimes is, is a weird angle. So just, if you put a picture of your face, just make sure that you can see, we can see your face. Because that's very frustrating when they use the, the filters and stuff. I always wipe left. But... The perfect ratio is 20% picture of the face, 80% picture of the ass. I think that's the perfect ratio. Because if it's only pictures of the ass, she's a hooker, which in Bali there's a lot of hookers, like a lot of real whores on 
on Tinder. And if it's only picture of the face, then you're probably not athletic, let's say, or fat. You're fat. If it's only picture of the face, I'm not going to trust. Okay, you. I'm going to analyze uh, uh, Rima's Facebook, uh, Tinder profile now. Alright, describe, be more, uh, very descriptive. Yeah. Okay, so the first picture is a semi-close-up, just above the hips, naked back, not naked front, lasciviously looking over her shoulder. So it's a little bit like, I'm natural, I'm playful, I know what I want. It says Rima, Bali living, oceanholic, permanent dreamer, sports and wine lover. Where is the part that says... Uh, uh, it's in the end. Of, wait for uh, the pictures. Oh, the pictures are this. The second one is a, a half face. Uh, uh, See, why a half face? Half face with the hair, the hair of the half face. It's... it's that's quite interesting. That's my Facebook picture. Export yeah, manager. What I think if I see a half face is, oh, she's going to have a scar. The next one is a no face with a body. <laughs> that's amazing. So but now the hair. Look, that's interesting. The hair moves more and more over, over the recent Instagram photos. So people see your recent Yeah, Instagram you photos. can uh, connect your Instagram. That's the whole, the full face. Picture. Then it's a full face, but it's sort of got a grainy filter on it. Okay, ju just read the, the, then there's the a bio. Just wait, read the bio. Wait, wait, wait. Then there's pictures. a travel one and the rice field. The whole, yeah, half. Half face again with a little bit of titty. Far away with a sort of traveling along the ocean, ocean background, standing in front of a volcano. So you want to you wanna be adventurous. Well, I am. Half face again with titties. Just read the bio. So where's the, how do I get to the bio information? Uh, Spoilers, my lover, coffee and more coffee addict, cinemas and long walks fan, earth citizen and space traveler. Looking for partner in crime. I want to talk about the other one. Update, looking for someone cool to pretend my loving boyfriend on my friend's weddings. That's funny. Oh yes, and I'm 178 centimeter tall. I'm not here for vacations. Please read before asking. Update, recent survey short, I'm 180 meter tall. Are you still growing? Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I don't, no, I don't, one I, second, I, I one second, one Felix. But this is actually a good bio because that's the same thing I do for in, in my bio. Reading this, there's a lot of anchors you can use to start writing you. Because many girls just, they don't even write anything on their profile. So it makes it more difficult for a guy to start a conversation. Here, there's so no many things you can picture. start. Do you see? No S picture. That's why you don't get any matches. Uh, here, there's... Can you write with some guys? Here, there's a lot of ways where you can start a conversation with. What was your question, Felix? My question was, Earth citizen and space traveler. So what are you trying to... Con what message no, are she's you trying to... What message are you trying to convey with Earth citizen? I don't understand. Like, that. I leave. You live on the earth, but has it, is there anything that you want to tell with no. that? It's not like well, I'm saving the me, planet like, or something. You know, no. Like if a, you text me with this question, I won't answer. Oh, fair enough. Mm. I, I <laughs> can I can I can I write I to guys uh, while while we do this podcast? Why? Why would you? Oh, let's do just it. for fun. Why not? Uh, I think that uh, she wrote Earth Citizen because she's uh, oh. embarrassed to be Russian. That's why. What did you do? I didn't like him. Guys, <laughs> guys, come stop on! It. <laughs> you are no. like fucking kids. No, stop no. it. So, Felix, what's your opener usually? My opener usually. Yeah. Well. Like, what would you start the conversation with? I would start a conversation with. Uh, um, 
Hey there. How are you doing? I don't know. It would, okay, that's uh, no, boring. No, no, no. It would no, no, be. It would be dependent everyone. on on the thing. But let me. I'll, so I I can admit to something. Uh, um, I'm have a profile as a couple on um, on an app for couples, for okay. couples to meet couples. Okay. And then my. But I think that is easier. It's like grinder. No. You know? In the gay community, Not at all. Oh, it's no? harder. Really? It's harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because now it's it's almost it's almost impossible. Because now you have, you have to be like, the girl has to like both of them and the guy has to like both of them. Mm. You know what I mean? So the chances mathematically that this is already worth going for a coffee is already depleted by crazy. I think that it's not that the guy has to like but that the guy doesn't find the other guy intimidating. You want to know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, both yeah. guys have to know find the Cause like if if uh, I see a picture and this guy has super big six pack, I'm like no 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 not this couple. You know what I mean? I'd be fine with a hot guy. I, I would just be like you actually. Interestingly but enough, but is a swinger or for something? Anything. Okay. You know, like but for me it's not so much about oh this guy's hot. It's more like do I want to? Does he have a big penis? Also fine, you know, good for good for. What my do girlfriend. you prefer, big penis big or small penis? Big penis, small penis. Uh, 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 this is not. I don't have preferences. Oh. But Rima, but I want to know that it's like. It's fine, yeah. Rima. What is your opener when you on Bumble, for example? Uh, no, I'm just sending a gift or. A so you're the so you're the lazy one. Yeah. That doesn't want to do passive. any fucking work. I'm very passive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In in both. Uh, Sean, what about you? My standard opener. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, let's let's repeat the standard opener that w is both yours and Alex, because I think that is one of the best ones. Yeah, this is so good. So it's uh, I'm just gonna read it out. I have to find Tinder first. All right, so I'll say it. We talked about that already last time. Yeah, but but many people didn't say no. It's just one second. The sentence is, "Hey there, whatever. You look interesting. The only problem is that you're fat." And then you count to five. You're like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi. And you go, oh my God, I meant far, not fat. I meant far. What does that even mean, you're so far? Because uh, they can show how many kilometers is away. If it's ah. like 10 kilometers, it's not that far. Well, but you can say it's far for Bali life, for example. 10 kilometers is like 20 kilometers is a boot, so you might be like... Pfft. And the way it works... But why would that be a surprise? Because you already know that before you swipe. Yeah, but you say the only problem. The, the, the thing, ah, yeah. the reason yeah. why it works is because you create an emotional reaction. Okay? And the emotional reaction, then she's definitely going to respond, but she cannot be mad because it's an honest mistake. It's a typo. So you get it because at first you read the first sentence, and you're like, what the... And then you're like... But you're still charged with emotion, and that's why you start the conversation. So what's your opener, Sean? Uh, I do custom ones all the time. Okay. <laughs> Which is the best thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a custom. Uh, Cust custom, yeah. Custom, custom Guys, if you, if you need uh, a custom opener, just uh, screenshot Sean, and he'll give it to you. It's a custom opener for you. If I'm... If I'm what would you write, Rima? I would write something like. Did you? Did hey, you? Do hear? you like peanut? What are your thoughts on peanut butter? That's not custom. I, I won't answer probably. Well, I don't have your profile, so. We read it two minutes ago. I you can dumbass. Show you later, yeah. 
So, okay, what's your opener? <laughs> no, that, nothing but peanut butter or food, like, no. Uh, what, uh, what, I, I, what I have one custom one that's, that's okay. Custom. It's uh, okay. It, get, it usually gets a response. It's like, hey, hey, um, I got one let's call them Anastasia, because that's response. what they're all called. It's called a, like, I can't hear shit if you talk at the same time. Sean, go. So, uh, one is like, hey, Anastasia, um, I can see the, the madness in your eyes. Um, let's rub a fucking bank together. Um, that's it. And then they usually say, I love that. That's, that's I can pretty see cool. the madness in your eyes. That's actually fun. But it's that's usually if they cool. have kind of an edgy photo yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Or if they're really sweet, there's another really, really good one um, that I also didn't think of these myself. Yeah, no, I, I thought of these all by myself. Which is, um, uh, hey, Anastasia, do you know what's nice about your photos? question mark and just leave them and they they definitely always respond and uh, they're like what and then you say nothing haha <laughs> <laughs> with a smiley face and they block you <laughs> and, and then quickly after that you're like no you have the right mix of cute and sexy or you give some kind of compliment, fake ass compliment. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. so that that one goes down quite well that's more Stupid for if, fake if the girl is kind of that's sweet that's what yeah. women love what, what is the cheesiest <laughs> Pickup line you ever received in real life? Um, well, one guy wrote something. Can you, uh, you gotta meet me, or, or I will find you, cut your hair, or something. What? You have to meet me, or I will cut your hair. Well, well it seems like the way to avoid that happening is to not yeah. meet him. Like, yeah. <laughs> how is he gonna cut He's your hair? I know where you live, <laughs> and also it's nice because. I, I asked you. I asked you in real life. Ah, in the real yeah. life. Yeah. But we're the Tinder topic, Chris. Yeah, it was. But I, I made the Tinder fucking. Life. I didn't know it was last time. Felix. Yeah. Okay, you're an actor. Yeah. Okay, Thank you. So Thank you for recognizing that. So enter, enter character. Yeah. Right now. Who the, am I? The typical what character am the I? The typical Changu douche that go to all men every Saturday, the lawn every Friday, Luigi every morning. All right? You're an influencer. Love it. With uh, 500 subscribers, but you consider yourself a YouTuber. Anyway. Can I be 500,000 subscribers? No. Right. You're, you're one of those that... Pretend to be someone that I'm not. I just, I just built up my new account. That's exactly. My, that's my go-to line. Exactly. Yeah. You see Rima. Yeah. How do you approach her? It's cracking, homie. How are you doing? <laughs> no, that's, that's Felix. <laughs> that's that's Felix. <laughs> How do you approach her? If you um, see me. If you see me. Yeah. Well, um, if, if he doesn't see you, it's difficult. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry to just uh, start talking to you, but I'm building this new platform, right? And I want to have like... The, the top 1% in sort of the combination of looks, athleticism, smartness, and I think you really could fit that sort of persona of my platform. It sounds super weird, but um, maybe maybe I can show it to you sometime. No? Actually, when you were saying it, when you were saying it, I, w I would make it funnier. I would say, I'm doing this platform for the top 1%, so uh, do you know somebody? <laughs> I would actually yeah. say that. Well, basically, it's too long. I've got um, a great. Okay, let me let me do another one. Hey, sure. okay, let's let's play a game. Let's play a game. Can you answer five questions with the wrong answer? Yeah. Okay. And hold on. So we play a game. If you can answer five questions 
with the wrong answer, all five questions, then I'll just leave you alone. But if one of the answers you actually answer truthfully, then we have a drink together. Yeah, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, That's let's, let's play again. Okay. Is this... It's so old, this one. Is this, is this a glass? Yes. You're an idiot, <laughs> you're, you're, You are an idiot. Well, no, maybe I wanted to have a drink with him. Ah! <laughs> so just because he asked you to lie, then... You make no sense. Russian women. So, Sean. Well, basically, now I explain, because if I am out, I'm not sober already, so I won't... <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Keep this going. This is actually good. So, you're already drunk. Well, uh, at least a little She's bit. She's either drunk or wants to be drunk. Yeah, I like I the idea yeah. of just going like, I'll just answer the first question, right? So, you don't fucking bore me with your game. Let's get this drink going. <laughs> Two drinks, and I put down my pants, and we can go to a bathroom. But... Well... Uh, and How often first, did you have sex in a bathroom? The, the first, the first um, thing first that time? you made, no, it was too long and too complicated when for the drunk mind to process. Yeah. So the second was easier and uh, drinks involved, so basically uh, it's if you... How often, do, how often did you have drunk sex basically in a bathroom? Basically she's an alcoholic. Um, not often, no, no, I didn't have drunk sex. When's the last time you had sex? Uh, Beginning of March, was it? Okay. Yeah, so. Do you know what? Was last it? last weekend. Doing? Beginning of March, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm in a five-year relationship, so, you know, like... How long you have, like, how often you have sex in a five-year relationship? Like, like every day, once a week, in average. In, in average. average, it depends. twice a week. Yeah, that's okay. Twice a week on average. I think. Do you know what? For the first time in maybe two years or something, this weekend we went away to this insane house uh, near Wood, and we had sex twice in one day. And we both looked at each other like, "Are we having twice in one?" Day? That's sad. <laughs> that was so funny. That's so sad. On the, and on what's the outside the, platform next to the pool. And what's the longest? The and what's the longest kid you've been without sex within a relationship? Oh, that's a good question. Like, not that you're single and you're not having sex. Like, you're in a relationship. I think I've been a couple of months when I was well, in a relationship. Distant? Of course, if you're distant, you cannot have sex. No, I was in a relationship and for two months we didn't have sex. Wow. And you lived? Yes. How often were you wanking in front of her while she was watching? Uh, no, not sure when she was watching, but I was wanking in front of her when she was sleeping and she would wake up to be... Coming on her face. It's a like really help. healthy relationship. It is. What about you, Sean? What's the longest? Uh, I'd kit? say about a month. Oh. Uh, it was hard, but it, the thing is, it was like a period of one month, and then one month, and then one month. Mm. You know, like one month know. sex, one month sex. Yeah, oh. it was. It was not. Sucks. Not what, pretty. What about you? Um. Yeah. Well. And and not stupid. in relationships when yes those and are in the yeah same of course country. if you went to Afghanistan to fight the war for four months you're not gonna um, I think like three days month all right Felix probably a month yeah I I couldn't really put a number on it but I would assume a month yeah. all right guys and these ends are we're ten seconds yeah, short we're, we're two seconds one second and that's it. That's how it's done. This is such an original topic that you brought to the table that we never had in this podcast. So I really want to congratulate <laughs> you, you on your creativity. Thank you. Thank you.
Okay, so time for my topic. All right. I have prepared for you all a story. It's a, a true, true story, and I've taken the time to write it in words. So I'm going to read it to you guys. Can uh, I go to the bathroom before and Chris talks for a minute? No, he talks. He's going to go read for the it. story. Do that. So it's going to be uh, a story. What, what can I say? What about, kind of story is it? Felix. It's, uh, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. Oh, you're hairy. You don't even show. He pulled out his dick, by the way, Sean. Um, Alright, go for it. We yeah, don't I'll, wait, I'll wait till no. Felix is back. Yeah, but uh, we're not just gonna wait while he goes in the bathroom, so we, say something. Okay, one, two, three. No, no maybe you should. Are four, you serious? Five, six, seven, eight. Nine. I'm, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys again. I, I, yeah. just, okay, so I the, okay. just decided this is the last where you go. But we got, but we got past five. We but got past I five. The There's no comments? messages. It's just that it's people, just people is watching. Now, I, I, I've decided it's, it's over. You, you guys are, are too much for me. <laughs> I just prepared a big thing and he decides to come. Yeah, so fuck him. Just read it. Okay, okay. Yeah, might He's as well coming. go. He's coming. By the way, you were right. I should put some towels. This Hi. occurred to me in November 2019, Joshua Tree, California. My spot on Jumbo Rock's campsite is on the edge of many miles of wilderness area. That's to say, an area where the land is in a natural state, where the impacts from human activities are minimal. Surrounding me are rugged rock formations and vast desert landscapes. The campsite ranger suggests hiking off trail, but to keep an eye on the campsite, as it's easier than you'd think to get lost. So I go for what's intended to be a 30-minute wander with some water, an apple, and some chocolate. I climb up a huge mound of boulders and see a spectacular view of the park. From up there, I see bigger rock piles where it looks like I might get even better views. It's not so hot and the route should be simple, so I persuade myself to climb up a few more mounds and then circle back to the campsite. The moment I reach the top of the next huge rock, the sun bursts through the clouds for the first time in days. The valley is lit up orange by the intense sunlight. The view is breathtaking, I spend some time taking in this sight that only I am there to enjoy. Realizing that I don't want to be away for too long, I climb down and continue my loop. But soon I start to lose my sense of direction. Concerned, I attempt to circle back to the campsite, but once I've circled around that rock formation the campsite is supposed to be behind, I see nothing but more rocks. I must have missed it somehow. Anxiety sets in as I realize every direction now looks the same to me. I consider my options. I can't follow the route back as there's no trail and I wouldn't recognize where I came from. I have no map because I'd intended to keep an eye on the campsite. Silly me. There's no cell service and nobody knows I've gone on a hike. The realization that I'm lost sets in with a heavy sinking feeling in my stomach. I'm alone in the desert with a small bottle of water and an apple. The chocolate I had already finished. 
Anxiety turns into panic. My walking into running. I clamber up rocks, meanwhile cursing my stupidity out loud as I try to find a vantage point to see the campsite, a road, anything that resembles human civilization. But there are always higher rocks blocking my view. Feeling claustrophobic and desperate, I shout for help. For the first time in my life, I'm truly scared to my core that this could be the end of me. The only response to my cries for help is the sound of my own voice echoing back at me. It's like I'm in a fucking movie, I think to myself. Now, before we go on with this story, there's a detail concerning my state of mind which I haven't shared with you yet. Frankly, I'm a bit embarrassed to say, but the story wouldn't be the same without you knowing, so here goes. Two weeks earlier, Stephen, the friend I was staying with in San Francisco, had given me two doses of acid to take with me on my road trip. Since Joshua Tree is popularly known as an incredible place to take psychedelics, I'd saved the doses for when I was there. Just before I left on this would-be 30-minute hike, I popped the two spiked mints in my mouth. Now, coming back to the part where I'm so fucking panicked I, couldn't, I, I was shouting for help, add to this the fact that I'm on the peak of quite a strong acid trip. Not only am I truly scared for my life, I'm also getting profound, bigger picture insights about what had made me so careless in the first place. I'm shown that I don't love myself enough, that I don't value my life enough to take better precautions. I feel like life is giving me a wake-up bitch slap of cosmic proportions. After about 45 minutes in a state of pure panic and terror, I finally reach a vantage point from which I spot a white dot in the distance that looks like a camper van driving. I can't be 100% sure because my vision is warping due to the psychedelics, but for the first time in a while, I feel a spark of hope. I don't care how long this takes, I think to myself, but I bet that's a road, and I'm, take and I'm walking there in a straight line. I walk through this bizarre and wonderful landscape, in the corner of my eye, I see a coyote leap behind a hill. Swarms of roadrunners speed by me like tiny racing cars. The vegetation surrounding me is so alien that I feel like I've landed on another planet. The strangeness, is the, the strangeness of this place has a mystical synergy with the effects of the drugs that I took. I totally agree. This is a great place to trip. Finally, after an hour, relief sets in when I see cars parked. When I get there, I'm white in the face, dripping with sweat, still shaking from the adrenaline. I approach two women sitting in their car. Hi, I say. A heavy-set woman turns around. Her head is big, round, and blue, like a blueberry. Her face warps into different shapes as I look at her. She responds. Her voice is... Warped and low. Hey. I keep my cool and explain that I'm lost. The two women kindly agree to drive me seven miles back to my campsite. When I arrive, I crawl into the back of my van, collapse, and begin to process what the hell just happened. The afternoon comes to an end, and I go outside to watch the blood-red sunset over the national park. I then join my neighbor by his fire, and we chat. The stars come out and I start to relax given the comfort of our light-hearted conversation. 
In the distance, we hear the haunting, high-pitched howls of a large pack of coyotes. I think, myself, I think to myself how that sound would have made me feel had I still been out there alone. Before I go to bed, I wander a few yards off the site and look up at the stars. The sky is so clear, it's like I'm standing in space. At this moment, I'm aware of how small I am in the scheme of things and how lucky I am to be standing here. Fast forward to January, I'm in Bali. I tell a friend this story and the next day he sends me an article about a man who went for a hike in Joshua Tree. This man also intended to be away for less than an hour, but he never returned. This was 18 months ago and the article describes how they only just found his remains, despite a, an elaborate uh, search party. A quick Google search of lost in Joshua Tree results in headlines like tragically lost in Joshua Tree's wild interior, or human remains found at Joshua Tree National Park, and many others. I was careless, stupid. This could have ended so badly. Would I do this again? No. Fuck no. But looking back on that day, the bliss of looking out at that rock all alone, the feeling of being confronted with my own mortality, the mystical hike back to safety, and most importantly, the relief I felt as the woman drove me back home. I have to admit, I'm kind of grateful I got to experience this adventure. Nice. I have a couple of things I want to point out. First of all, of course, well, you're a voice actor and you do have a very soothing voice. And the second is that he actually put some effort in it. He wrote this story for the podcast. Especially for the podcast. Especially for the podcast, and I commend you for that. Mm. Now, it was fucking boring, but besides that, it was great. Now, I, really, I already knew this story. Yes, uh, we, we, I told you, told, yeah. yeah. We, we talked uh, about it. What was it? Sean, what would you like to talk about now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, good point. <laughs> I wanted to get your guys' feedback on this uh, because it, uh, like, it's the first time in a long, long time that I've written a story and I know I'm sitting at a table with, uh, at least I know two very good storytellers. Well, one. Uh, and, um, and, and I don't know about Rima. I've never heard her She's not, tell a story. She's not a <laughs> so uh, I want to get your guys' feedback, Felix. Oh. He didn't even listen. Look at him. Well, thank you. So, um... And, and brutally honest. Like. So, uh, well, feedback about the creative writing is that it's well done in uh, putting the setting. Like, I can immediately imagine where I am with you as an audience member, right? So, it's super descriptive and I'm, I'm instantaneously there with you. And, um, I mean, it's, the question is, like, when to put the knowledge in that you're an asset, right? Yeah. So, for, like, I think for me, but that's only personally, because I have an attention span of a, a three-day-old uh, monkey, that um, I would put it in a little bit earlier. Because then, if you do it, if you do it in the middle of the, of, the, of the setting, then all of a sudden the setting changes already with that before you describe your personal experience with it, yeah. right? If you describe like 
what it looks like, everything, and then, I don't know, but uh, but that's just just a, a little. If I can add one thing, super short, I think you should either put it at the beginning or at the end. Like at the middle is a little bit. No, I, I think a little bit earlier, but not at the very beginning. Would it's nice actually for me because then I know where I am, I know what it looks like, and all of a sudden it changes in my head with the drugs. But but then like once that is said, I I, I was I would want a little bit more about like the, your how your mind worked with the drugs a little bit more like. The, the different changes in your emotional state and the depth of that. Uh-huh. Like maybe some random thoughts or some extreme thoughts or some really weird things. Not like long out described, but just like sort of like putting us into your... Because then as soon as you drop the word that... You, as soon as we know that you're an asset, all we're interested in, in is your personal experience and your emotional experience. Like a couple of interesting things that I, I, the most interesting things for me in that story are your own perception of yourself, how you kept your cool with the ladies. Like, how do you think they tell that story, how they met you? Do you think they're like, oh, there was this cool collected guy. He was like, hey, I'm a little bit lost. And then we gave him a right. Or do, do you think they'll tell the story of like, this guy was tripping <laughs> off his balls. He tried to put it together, but it was obvious that he just was scared to death 10 seconds ago, whatever, you know, like, that's interesting, that's very interesting to me. Then it's interesting to me that the whole story was just in your head. Like, no, like, the dude at the fire, you can tell him, but he doesn't know. So it's interesting that we go through extreme things that happen to us, but this just all happens in our head. You didn't go and fight in the Vietnam War for nine months and had to kill 48 people. Everything that happened was just in your head because of your own fear, because you were uncertain. So this is also very interesting and how that sort of relates to other people and how that relates to you. Because if you tell that story at the campsite and I'm sitting next to you, I'm just like, yeah, you're just an idiot young kid who got lost. You're not telling me I had to kill 48 people and and I'm a pacifist actually. So that's interesting. The last thing that's... Uh, fuck. I, I had one really interesting thought, but I, uh, well, really but I lost it. Well, really interesting, I'm not sure, but you had a thought. I had a thought that might have been interesting that got lost. Maybe it'll come back to me in a minute. All right. Okay, cool. Uh, Rima. Okay. Uh, well, as I'm hearing the story for the second time, the first time I heard it was more interesting yeah. than today maybe because of oh I, I have mine I have oh. mine can I say it quickly please yeah 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 so we are all spoiled uh, um, first world brats right so we don't know what it feels like to try and survive yeah which is the most alive feeling that you can get is being in a situation where you have to stay alive right so it's interesting how we spoiled brats try and recreate that. So maybe consciously or subconsciously, you had to create this in your life to experience that, to move on, uh-huh. right? Because, and also like people, why do we jump out of a, a, a like, 
Go to go to like an African uh, teenager who has to work 16 hours a day just so he can feed himself or whatever and tell him, yeah, 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 I jumped out of a helicopter and I had this parachute thing and it opened and I felt really alive. He'll just be like, yeah, good for you. I don't know. You know, like it's sort of like we create these situations where we're trying to feel alive. You know, we're trying to have danger. Why do people like drive with their... Ferrari 300 kilometers an hour on a highway, you know, it's this like ultimate feeling of feeling alive somehow, you know, I think we're craving that. Maybe especially men crave that sort of, they, they need that in their life uh, at some point, that danger, that sort of like, okay, this could be it, but I'm making it or whatever, you know, like pushing ourselves to the edge. So that's also a, an interesting thing that I would think about to, to, to make it sort of the bigger picture of what actually happened to you and why it happened to you consciously or subconsciously. Sorry, Rima, for no, that hijacking. Fine. Thanks for that feedback, Felix. Yeah, you're welcome. So, uh, you, well, uh, what was it? Um, that it was more sorry, interesting. More interesting for yeah. the first time than uh, now, maybe because um, that was the first time and that's the second, or maybe because the first time it was you put more emotions, uh -huh. like, because it's written, you probably, like, you know, cleared it up a little bit, and you just made it, like, more, um, well, more written than a more, how to say, um, not an official, but kind of published yeah. than the, the story, you know, so it wasn't like a storyteller for me, but just a, you know, short article. So maybe I, I'm missing some emotions here, like, you know, like, you didn't, you, you only said fuck once, but you probably were like, you know, fucking scared and, you know, putting more, I don't know, don't do this face, Chris. <laughs> so, well, that's my personal. I mean, I'm not a storyteller also, and I'm not um, a writer or an actor or whoever, but that was, I. Th this is what I was missing. Uh -huh. Like, you know, some more, more fun, like fun, not like, it was funny, but, um, well, like, surely you were on drugs, you probably, your emotions were, like, way more than you actually described so uh -huh. and yeah thank you Rona. and some conclusions like what actually you you got you know from from the situation like what you if you any if you had any conclusions or no or you will do the same thing again and you you know taking drugs getting lost or what was the impact on you? Okay. Thanks a lot. Sean, you're supposed to yes. lead the... <laughs> huh? well, we can let a, a second of silence fall. Just drive him up the wall a little bit. <laughs> just let yes. the clock slowly run out. <laughs> so Chris, you were impressed with the effort so, uh, first of all, it's kind of weird that, the, I, I like the fact that you work on it, it's kind of weird that you're like, I have a story, I want the feedbacks, because we could give you the feedbacks, privately, but anyway. No, that's interesting. It's your segment. So, I agree with Rima, strangely. Uh, 
it depends what you want to convey to the public. Because, of course, a written story is very different than a bar story or a story that you tell your friend about an acid trip. Because when you tell your friends a story about an acid trip, you want to make it as, even though you're saying the truth, but you want to use more hyperboles and you want, to, oh, you know what happened? And then, and you use more vocal variety as well. This, as I said, was very soothing, was very linear. So it depends what you want the public to feel when they read your story. Because also, uh, piggybacking of what uh, Felix is saying, is not, if you look at it on an objective standpoint, it's not a crazy story, right? And it's not an extremely interesting story objectively. It becomes interesting because of the connotations of the story. Because then you realize that many people died in that setting. Because what happened is you were, you were high on acid, you got lost. After a while, you find the people that brought you back, Okay. So it's the emotion that you felt that make the story interesting, okay? And it's true that this was very soothing, so you don't let the emotion transpire that much. Mm -hmm. What I would do, if you want to keep this style, which is very nice, and it was very relaxing and compelling, would be make it in a way that this story makes complete sense without telling that you were an acid, mm. and then use it at the end, so at the end you're like, oh shit, and you want to re-read the story with the different frame of mind, oh, now everything makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I would like you to say the story, and then you're like, mm, okay, oh, by the way, I was an acid. Oh, fuck. And you go back and read, like, uh, like a movie or like uh, the, the banana joke. That you make. Yeah, like a punchline. Yeah. Yeah. That will make it a little bit different. Okay. But it's also, I agree, it would be, the inter it would be way more interesting in the end. Uh, but, but during... For, yeah. yeah, for someone like me, the overall you effect would be way bed. better. Yeah, I would check out before. But, but I actually agree with you, with you Chris. But I'm also like, it's like a little, to riff on what Chris said, like, I think the magical part is... One of the magical parts is like when you're just like all happy and way, and then you're like, oh, fuck, was that the mountain? And then you're a little bit irritated. And then you go on that mountain and then you're like, that realization that you're lost and that sends like pure panic down your spine, that's like, that's worth like five sentences of description. Also, it depends if you um, want uh, your audience to read the story or to listen to the story? Yeah, my goal, in the end, my goal was to like record this and just put it somewhere for, like to listen, for right, people to listen. Right. Like a, a little 10 minute YouTube video or whatever. Okay. Just fragment. Yeah, you can get some stock footage from the national park. People yeah. have some nice thing to watch. Yeah. Steal it from the internet. You can just steal anything nowadays. Easy. Chris knows all about it. <laughs> so, uh, how, how much time do I have left? We have six minutes. Okay. We, we, enough time okay. for a little, a, little, a little topic following this. So, this, uh, this feeling of like truly being scared that you could die 
right here and now mm. or within. I want to hear some stories. Like, and I, I, we don't have so much time, so I want to... Um, everyone raise your hand and show with a show of fingers, tell me how close you have been to this situation. <laughs> like, um, I had a gun pointed at me. Okay. Rima? No. Not so much? She, she grew up in Russia, so every day was a struggle. <laughs> No, I'm actually very peaceful, but yeah. Oh. So I learned surfing on the west coast of Auckland, New Zealand, which is like one of the roughest places to learn, at least in New Zealand, if not the world. And I was pretty young. and It, it uh, was just an intro. You didn't have to say that. Well, like he would decide. Ah, sorry. Okay, let's, let's do three well, minutes I, each. I, I, I was afraid I was going to lose my hand. Arm, the whole arm, but that doesn't count like a life. But no, I broke my arm in the arm wrestling competition, and then they did the surgery. Yeah, but I don't think you were scared for your life. No, but you know, they did the surgery, they touched my nerve with the metal construction, and it was not working. With the metal construction? Well, they put this, this, this thing on your like Now I imagine her with the Terminator arm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they put like it was uh, well, it was broken in many many pieces. So they put the you know those I don't know how you call it, but the thing that actually fix your bones inside. Mm. But then it actually when they tied it, it they touched the nerve, so it was very painful at the beginning, like the the biggest pain I ever felt in my life. But then there was a um, a risk that I actually won't feel anything after. So like I would lose it. Well, it won't be, and uh, no. so yeah, that was It'd the just scariest a, moment of my life. A dick, like a limp yeah. dick. Limp yeah. dick. Yeah. Okay. But now I'm fine. Can still beat some people. And, and uh, push yeah, <laughs> you can still beat people at arm wrestling. Well, basically yes, but it's my biggest fear. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do, and I would. I, it was a competition also, so. Your I biggest fear is arm wrestling. That's a nice fear to have. <laughs> And competitions, like, I won't take part in any competitions. Okay. Uh, like, sport-wise, no. But, yeah, that sounds traumatic. Not deadly, though. Um, but I still, so, you know, I'm still having the bets, uh, well, in the bars with the guys, that I will beat them in the with the left hand. And I did one time, and the guy, he was pissed off. He was like, <laughs> what? You're the girl. Like, and uh, I was just doing yoga, and... But yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, you can actually take advantage, like if we go out. Yeah, we're going with. Uh, yeah, we're going to move on to Felix's story about surfing. Yes. And the deadly experience. So um, I was young and dumb, and I surfed at a beach uh, now with, he's a, with a dumb friend. Dumb but not young. <laughs> exactly, dumb and old. I surfed at a beach that I shouldn't have uh, in conditions that um, no, nobody uh, would surf, and we were like, ah, fuck it, we'll just go in. You and already knew to, how to surf at that point? Or yeah, a little be? bit. Like, I knew I would have okay. surfed half a year and I knew how to surf a little bit. But the, And we were like, let's stay on the inside and like, uh, we'll see what happens. And we're just young and dumb. I mean, my friend go out and we get sucked out in a rip immediately, like far out. And um, so we lose each other completely because the currents are so strong and we just get hammered by waves. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just trying to get back in, but I'm paddling back in while these massive waves are just crushing. It's okay. white water. It's like nine foot white water. It's just insanity. It's just complete insanity. So I just try and 
hold on to my board. When a wave comes, push the board away, dive underneath the wave, come up. And then the wave got so big that sometimes I couldn't even go up in between waves. I would come up and it would be the second wave. And then I was like, okay, this might be it. Like I was actually thinking like this might be it. And then I tried to like, uh, the waves were too strong. So whenever I tried to boogie board on my surfboard back in, I got washed and fucked. And so then after 20 minutes, I, I literally go to the beach and lie at the beach like I couldn't move anymore. I was so exhausted and my friend is still out there. So now I'm just like panicking for my friend and I don't see him. So then another 20 minutes he comes, he's bleeding all over his face. He, the board hit him and he's got like an open cut wound uh, and he's bleeding all over his face. And we just look at each other like, and like okay, okay. But like, he could have been knocked out so easily by surf. Because but what yeah, happened is the that moment, underwater, the surfboard hit him. And I, it was just... In the moments where you thought you were not going to make it, what were your feelings? Like you were just accepting it? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. I was just like completely accepting the fight I'm in. Because I knew... Because you were exhausted? You couldn't? Or you just didn't see No, nah, because I'm still fighting physically for my life. So this is not going away. But just... I definitely had an understanding creep into my head that this might be it. Like, like you're in a situation where you where you might die. So it was so, almost like an esoteric experience. Do you think it was you very would calm. have uh, given up at some point? Like, ah, oh, fuck it. Let no, I, well, like, I, was, I was almost like, I was almost at the maximum constantly of my physical capacity in terms of paddling. I would just rip my muscles to sheer exhaustion paddling. Um, like really to the point that I... Because what you do in sports usually, when you go to the gym, you can never work out 100%. Yeah. You cannot. But you can paddle for your life 100% until you actually try and override your muscles, but you, it's not working anymore. Like that feeling, it's, it's, it's really insane. Yeah. That that was that was a that was an interesting feeling to to understand that. Anyway, that's my story. And so that concludes it. I like that story. Thank you guys. That's it <laughs> for playing. All along. right. No, it's fine. We we finished the time. So Felix, wrap it up. Wrap it up. So uh, oh, thank you so much for listening and watching. It was and, a bit um, different. Yeah, I have with a this, suggestion for next time. This, well, oh, no, no, let's, wrap, let's wrap it up. The, this we... suggestion will do it. Uh, we'll do it off screen. But if you do have suggestion, make sure to write us and give us your feedback. If you like this format, if you like the previous format, here you go, Felix. Esoterical. <laughs>